Welcome to this week's installment of the Dirty Chai podcast with me, your host, Chio. The podcast where we focus on holistic personal and professional success by growing and developing the common denominator to all your successes, all your failures, and everything in between, you. It's about the mindset, emotional regulation, and the intentional personal development that underpins holistic success. There is no way we can talk about holistic personal and professional success without talking about your anchor asset. When you think about a mall, a business like a mall, in order to assure the success of your business as a mall or a shopping center, you have to acquire anchor tenants very early in the process. You have to know which tenants are going to tether your center to success. Anchor tenants are important to the success of a shopping center because they stabilize cash flow, they attract other tenants, and they bring credibility to the space. So you want to quickly get people or entities like Woolworths or Checkers. You want to get Discam in there. Once you get those tenants in, other smaller tenants who might not typically come in or other smaller tenants who might want to see whether it's a center they want to associate with first would then come in. Boutique tenants would then come in. But you need to have the foundational pieces right in order to attract the other things that then bring in um, additional footfall. You need to get the basics and the foundational pieces right. In a business with multiple companies, in a group of companies, there is often a particular entity in that group that houses the most money and houses the anchor asset of the group. While the group at large might be worth a lot of money, without that particular asset, the value of the entire group is compromised. The rest of the group's success is built on the anchor asset. And I explain this in order to say this. When it comes to you as a person seeking holistic personal and professional success, you must never lose sight of the fact that you are the anchor asset in your plan. You physically are the anchor asset in your plan. You want to be a great parent? You have to actually be there and in good health and of sound mind, and of sound heart, and of sound soul, to be a good parent. You want to be a good employee? You have to be present, and of sharp mind, and of sharp body, to be the best employee that you can. In the modern age of understanding that employees are more than just their mind and the work of their hands, then you also need to be healthy in mind and soul. You want to be a... a great contributor to your social activities, you need to be well and you need to be healthy in order for that to happen. You want to, I don't know what, be a speaker. You need to be of sound body to be able to stand there. You need to be of sound mind in order to to string together coherent words that have an impact on people, right? And all of this is to say that sometimes In pursuit of the things that get layered on top, the things that compound success, the things that come after, we lose sight of the fact that it all has to be built on you. Robin Sharma breaks the wellness of you 
the wellness of your asset quite nicely in his various YouTube videos by he breaks them down into four areas. It's soul set, it's mindset, it's heart set, and it's health set or body set. I can't remember exactly what he calls it, but it works just fine to call it either. So let's start with the mindset. A lot of the episodes we've done have been around mindset. A lot of them have been around understanding your psychology of money, have been around understanding what you are capable of and how you can only be what you believe that you can be. A lot of it has been understanding that you can grow your mind, you can feed your mind information and it can expand beyond the borders of what you were raised with and raised to see. Right and raise to recognize that you can create new boundaries for your own mind, that you can broaden your horizons far into the into far beyond the horizon that you've always known, that you can create a new reality for yourself with the power of intentionally expanding your mind, that you can see yourself different, that you can learn to value yourself different. That you can learn to negotiate on behalf of yourself. That you can learn to show up different simply by building the muscle that that is your mind. This is what we have talked about for maybe the last 10 episodes, right? We've understood the concepts of analysis paralysis. We've understood the concepts of um, showing up as your best selves. Yeah, we've understood all of these things. And a lot of it has been stuff based on mindset. Mindset is 25% only of the you puzzle. It's 25% of the asset. It's 25% of the anchor asset. What's the other 75%? The second 25% is your body. Robin Sharma says this, <laughs> and I think it's blunt and it is accurate. You're not succeeding at anything if you're dead. In order for you to be around to be a success, you must be healthy. And that is why it is important to take care of your body. You see, there's a quote that floats around the internet. And I love, I love picking the cliches that work for me. Because the problem with cliches has never been that they're not true. It's just that they're a single story. But one of those cliches that I particularly like is a little quote that goes around that says, a lot of us sacrifice our health. I may be paraphrasing. A lot of us sacrifice our health in pursuit of wealth and then spend that wealth in order to try and recover our health. We have seen the generations that have gone before us do this. We have seen them sacrifice body, mind, and soul in pursuit of providing an income. We know better, therefore we can do better. We understand that you only get one body. You don't reach the end of your life and say, okay, I've achieved the things that I wanted to achieve. Now can I have a do-over and take care of my body? Now can I have a do-over and take my vitamins. Now can I have a do-over and walk 20 minutes three times a week? You don't get to do it over again. And the thing is, when you neglect your health, when you neglect your health, you might be one of the lucky few who are unaffected by anything 
are ruddy and robust and you could eat off a dirt floor and never get sick. But most people will start to develop little issues here and there. I played hockey in my early years. I played pro as far as pro as can be hockey um, here in Johannesburg. And one of my favorite things to do <laughs> was when I would be playing, maybe I would get hit really hard in the knee. A hit that would normally take out most players. Best believe I would get back up and I would play. I would continue playing. Even if I was in unbearable pain, I'll keep getting up and I'll keep getting up. And I thought that was a mark of my strength. And the coach explained to me that it was better for me and it was better for the team for me to come off when I got hit so that I could fully recover, so that I would be more useful tomorrow, but also so that I wouldn't handicap the team by being by trying to be unduly strong when someone else who was not using undue strength could step into, step into that gap immediately. I needed to take care of myself. Of course, I was young and a little foolhardy, so I didn't pay much mind to him. But now that I am in my late 30s and I've left my hockey years way behind me, well, not way behind me, I played hockey last year, <laughs> my knees click. The same knees that I allowed to get hit multiple times and I kept pushing through. The ones that I didn't give enough time to recover. They click. They click and I am in my late 30s. I need to figure out how to get this sorted, right? And this comes from not understanding that this is an anchor asset, this body. That taking care of it means I am able to better enjoy my life 10 years from now. You know I love traveling. It's something I love to say. What is the point of earning millions of rand that allow me to travel only for me to be too unwell to enjoy that travel when I now have the financial bandwidth to do so. What is the point? It's wanting to be a good parent, wanting to be present for your children and not being healthy enough to be so. If anything, your children are spending time with you while you are in a hospital. This is why it's important for you to pay attention to what you're doing now and what it means for your body in 10 years' time, what it means for your body when you're an empty nester, what it means for your body when you're in your 60s and in your 70s. Are you going to be the person who wishes that they had tried a little bit harder, had worked on their flexibility a little bit more, I'm side-eyeing myself, myself here, had worked on their core strength a little bit more, I'm side-eyeing myself double hard now, had tried a little bit more to see what they could do about that persistent little pain that they were ignoring. The one who had a baby, and now I'm talking to a lot of women out there, the women who had a baby and didn't go to the chiropractor and things are not quite what they should be, but we endure. The people who had a baby and maybe the bladder is not doing what it's supposed to be doing, but you don't go to the doctor because you can manage it now. What happens when you're in your 40s and in your 50s and in your 60s? When the natural elasticity of your body starts to go, what happens then? That is the second 25% on which holistic success is built, on which your anchor asset is compiled. The next one is soul set. Soul set is many things. It could be religious. That is up to you. 
I have a complex relationship with religion at the moment. I'm not a big fan of the church, but I am big on my relationship with God. But the spiritual or the soul set is far more than purely what you believe as far as your religion. It is also where you situate yourself in the universe. It's also where you situate yourself as far as your purpose. It's also answering the big questions like, why am I here? What am I here to change or not change? When I die, because you will, when I die, what do I want people to say at my funeral? What could people say at my funeral that would say to me that I have lived the life that I wanted to live? What could people say at my funeral that would be satisfying for me in, in that I would say to myself from beyond the grave, girl, you lived a good life. What is that? Have you sat down to connect with it? If you were to search the recesses of your soul and your mind, would you find that you're happy? If happiness is an inside job, what is going on on the inside of you? Have you spent time on it? Have you spent time understanding what would truly make you happy? Have you spent time identifying what contributes to your happiness? Have you spent time understanding who contributes to your happiness? Have you spent time allowing your soul to be quiet so that God can rise from within, so that you can hear the whisper of the universe to you, telling you what you are here to do and what you shouldn't be doing, telling you who you are? Have you taken time to unlearn all the things that separated you from what made you worthy the moment that you were born? Because you are born worthy. You are born whole. You are born worthy and deserving. And over the years, somehow it all gets stripped away. And we start to hustle for self-worth. We start to hustle for, for belonging. We start to hustle to be wanted. We start to hustle for the things that are sitting quietly inside us waiting for our soul to be balanced, that we may simply see that they are there, that we may simply see that we will, are enough, that we were chosen before anyone else chose us, that we were enough and complete and whole before somebody said, oh, I like you too. Because the I like you that comes from the other person is very much a I like you Two, in addition to the like that you already have, the love that you already have, the complete version of you that you already are. If this part of your, of your being is not right, you find yourself unsettled no matter the level of success you achieve in the external world. There is no amount of money that can buy you a healthy soul set. And it can buy you therapy. But all that is an aid of achieving a healthy soul set. There is no amount of affirmation from the outside 
that can build self-worth from that you need to build from within. There is no amount of being chosen by the people out there or being rejected by the people out there that will do anything for you if you haven't figured out your soul set all by yourself. If you haven't sat with yourself alone and said, what is it that I believe in? What is it that makes me enough? What is it that I need to unlearn and learn again? What is it that I need to start afresh on? What is it that I need to let go of? What baggage is sitting around in my soul that I don't need to have here? What do I need to spring clean? If I could go back in time and talk to my inner child, what would I say? What did she need to hear? Can I tell it to her now? Can I heal her now so that my soul can be light and free and that I can walk into rooms without the burden of the darkness that I have experienced, purely with the lessons and the growth that it has given me? Because that is also a choice. And that takes us to 75% of what makes the anchor asset work. What makes the anchor asset a root? The final piece is your heart set. You see, there's a thing where we think that because of all these fairy tales we've watched and all these movies and all these books, fictional, with happy endings that we've read, that make us think that life is fair. The truth is life is not fair. The truth is life is hard. And the fourth, um, the fourth, the fourth set, which is your heart set, speaks to your resilience in the face of that hardship that life brings. It speaks to your resilience in the face of the curveballs that life will throw because it will. It's your heart set. You see what you can choose because you have choices. What you can choose is to think oh my God, life is hard. I hate it all. Why can't it all just be easy? You can spend a lot of time there. You can spend a lot of time wishing for something that we all know is never going to come. You can spend a lot of time bemoaning the things that have not gone right because things are not going to go right every now and then. Sometimes they're not going to go right a lot. And I don't say this from some privileged place. You might not know me, well enough to know that I was orphaned very suddenly. My mother died. My dad died a couple of months later. I, my mother and I were very close. My dad and I were not too close, but he was a parent. My grandmother, who I loved dearly, died um, soon after that. I was left to look after my siblings who were quite young at the time. I was barely an adult myself. Um, and life has been complex ever since. I've gone through a divorce. Um, I deal with my son's autism on a daily basis. This is life. And yet I am living the life of my dreams. I am living the most fulfilled existence I have ever experienced as an adult. Because somewhere in the last couple of years, I learned that I am personally responsible for me. That no matter what the world brings to my doorstep, I get to choose 
how I'm going to deal with it. I get to choose to stand in my pain and feel it and cry and think, God, this is hard. But I also get to say, right, what am I going to do about it? Right, what am I going to feel about it going forward? Right, what is the best I can do with what I know and what I have? And am I going to let that be enough? The answer is yes. Those are things I can choose. I can choose to give my heart rest. I can choose to give my heart resilience. I can choose not to carry the burden of bitterness. I can choose not to look at the world every day and think, what a miserable existence. I can choose to glow from within. You can do skincare, and you should, by the way, game changer. You can do skincare, but there is nothing like the glow of a balanced heart set. If you want to think about your haters every day, you can. That's the beauty of being an adult. You can choose. If you want to think about your purpose and what God has put in your heart every day, you can. That is your choice. If you want to think about drinking every day, you can. That is your choice. If you want to think about reading, if you want to think about your children, if you want to think about what the nearest neighbor has done or what the shadiest neighbor has done, you can do any of these things. It is your choice. And when you make that choice because it is yours, be responsible for it because it is yours. Take ownership of it because it is yours. If you choose to be a horrible or unpleasant person, that is your choice to make and make peace with it. If you choose to be a happy person, that is your choice. Make peace with it. Once you make peace with the fact that you get to choose so much more than we've been told we get to, you will be amazed by how much you free yourself from the burden of the external pressures that come with life's complexities. I don't know if you've read the book, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. That book is dedicated entirely to this simple concept. An alchemist was or is believed to be a, um, an artisan with the ability to turn any substance to gold. And in the book, Santiago goes out in search of an alchemist so that they can teach him the trade and he can make his gold. And on the way, he encounters many people in many situations. And as you go through the book, you start to realize that alchemy doesn't happen out there in the world outside. Alchemy happens within you. You are the alchemist. You are the alchemist. You are the person who gets to say, I truly want to build a beautiful life. And when you verbalize an intent, this goes to last week's episode so strongly, when you verbalize an, inst an, an intent, the universe rises to meet you where you are. There is a, I'm paraphrasing a quote from the book, but what it speaks to scientifically is what I explained in detail last week. Please listen to last week's episode. In 
in simpler terms without breaking down the science of it like I did last week. What this means is the energy that you're putting out into the world compounds and comes back to you. It's that simple. The energy that you're putting out into the world compounds and returns to you to create the reality that your heart is filled with. Even the Bible tells you out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks because it pours into all other parts of your life. And that is the fourth, the fourth piece of four. Your mindset, your health set or body set, your soul set and your heart set. You are the anchor asset to whatever success you choose you want to create. You are the anchor asset. And if you're not taking care of yourself in pursuit of any other goal, external goal, if you are not taking care of your body, your mind, your, your soul, and your heart, then your success is built on very shaky ground. Your success is layered on top of a weak foundation. So think of it as this. All your success is entirely present, is de- entirely dependent on your ability to show up healthy, in sound mind, of sound heart, and of sound um, body, able, able to stand on your own two feet and embrace the joy that the success you would like to achieve will bring you. Take care of the anchor asset. Even moles do that. You need to do it too. I hope that you found this episode useful. I hope that my pursuit of my purpose here is somehow useful to at least one person out there. Because if it is, then my heart is happy and my purpose is fulfilled. I wish you a beautiful week. And thank you for taking your time to listen to me. Please like, subscribe, share the podcast. The algorithm will take a cue from that. And I truly appreciate you spending these 30 minutes with me. Have a beautiful week. Let's grow together.